Anyone else thinking that my prediction for England to win 2-1 was both unrealistic and highly optimistic, and that a 5-0 Australian whitewash is now far more likely? On with the show. Hello, it's me, Peter, and today I'm talking to you about cricket. Specifically, we are going to be previewing the third test of the Ashes 2021 series between England and Australia. As I'm sure you know, England are 2-0 down in the series as we head into the famous Boxing Day test in Melbourne due to start at 11.30pm UK time. It's been a depressing tour so far for England fans and England have been far from even average. They are up the Ashes Creek without a bat for a paddle. They're far from home with no way home until their homecoming at the fifth test. Spider-Man. Normally I would love to make my preview video on the day of the test but as you've guessed tomorrow is Christmas Day. I enjoy my cricket but I feel my family would not enjoy being part of a video at the Christmas Day dinner table uh, on, on YouTube. Besides, tomorrow I'll either be too drunk, too full, or too concerned about my new action man figures to put a good piece together. So you get me today. You also get me at a time when England find themselves in a world of bother. As I suggested in my last video, England have never come from 2-0 down in a five-part Ashes series and Australia have only ever done it once. History is against England. And not only is history against them, but recent form is against them too. There has been plenty of talk, particularly coming out of Australia, that this is the worst England team to ever tour. Andy Zaltzman, BBC analyst, has found a lot of evidence to unfortunately back up some of the pundits in the Australian Outside the Rope podcast. The last time England conceded first innings leads of more than 200 in both the first uh, two tests in Australia was in the 1946-47 series. England are only the second team in Ashes history to, to fail to post either a century or a four-wicket haul in either of the first two tests. They are likely to make a change. At least you can't imagine that the first 11 from Adelaide or Brisbane deserve to be the same 11 for Melbourne. Zach Crawley, who has been talked about coming into this team, has an meagre average in the Test Series this year of 11.14, but is likely to replace a quite frankly shell-shocked Rory Burns. There's also a lot of talk around Ollie Pope's place after he returned just nine in the previous test. Not good enough. Johnny Bairstow has started to be rumoured for the place and to be honest this makes sense because his career in test cricket is essentially a history of replacing someone who wasn't very good, not being very good himself and then being replaced. Repeat cycle. As for the bowling, one can only imagine that Mark Wood and Jack Leach will be considered for returns. Stokes needs a Markwood figure who can be a sidekick to his short ball enforcing, 
or vice versa. Lyon, meanwhile, has always played for Australia, no matter what, no matter the conditions. So should Jack Leach do the same, if that's as good as we've got? The issue for England is that they're currently relying on Chris Wokes to lengthen the batting in at number eight, which he's doing quite successfully. He is England's third highest run scorer this series behind Root and Milan. That doesn't say much mind, but he is betting, uh, batting better than most of our top order. So, with Wokes needed for his batting skills at eight, Jimmy and Stuart Broad being, well, Jimmy Anderson and Stuart Broad, and Robinson perhaps still the only bowler consistent enough for Aussie conditions, Chris Silverwood has a bit of a selection issue in his hands. Oh, what would it be to be an Australian and be in the Australian camp? The batting lineup speaks for itself. Marcus Harris is getting another shot, maybe his last, on his home ground to see whether he can turn the tides. The bowling is also quite quite settled as Cummins, the captain, is sure to return after his break from COVID-related issues. Cameron Green has been a decent substitute for Hazelwood and he's also seemed to have got a number on the test captain for England, Joe Root. The Aussie captain will substitute in for the injured Hazelwood and Nazer is likely to miss out as Jai Richardson, who managed to get a five-wicket haul in the last test, will probably stay alongside the excellent Mitchell Stark who has shrugged off his injuries as well. Oh, and of course, there's Nathan Lyon. He's just too good, isn't he? The point is that Australia are far more settled at a time that England have to win. No victory, no ashes urn returning to England. A draw keeps the series alive, but that's only in terms of preventing Australia from winning the series outright. Melbourne really is do or die for this England team's chances. Is there hope? Well, Mark Wood and David Milan have both spoke openly about a kick up the bum in the England camp. A wake-up call with Silverwood and senior members of the squad honestly sharing criticisms from the previous two tests. England know that they were not good enough in Adelaide or Brisbane and interviews with Jimmy Anderson and Joe Root suggest that the team want to address these wrongs. So they should. They want to be brave. They want to be instinctive with their pitch assessments and they want to eliminate the sloppiness which has cost them so dear in the first two tests. And it's great to talk the talk. Good stuff. It's what we want to hear as fans. With a week of talking between tests, tomorrow they must walk the walk as well. Joe Root has promised us all a lovely ashes ton for Christmas. It's not exactly what I asked Santa for. I did want a LOL doll, but I'll take it. And a side note on that. Now that Joe Root has said that he's going to get 100, this obviously means that we're going to score 400 and he's going to get none of them. Actually, no, it probably means we're going to get 160 and he's still going to get none of them. But you see my point. There is some recent success in Melbourne to boost the spirits of England, despite their horrid record down under in recent years. Of course, we remember in 2017-18, the last time England were there, Alistair Cook starred with a huge 244 not out, and England drew what was then the fourth test. 
And in 2010 and 11, we had Chris Tremlett, Tim Bresnan, Jimmy Anderson ripping through the Australian batting order twice. Remember, they were out for 98 on the first day in that test. And England sealed an impressive Boxing Day test victory. But as my father correctly noted, history is just that. History. Root and the team need to, as hard as it may sound and as simple as it may sound from my perspective just sitting here talking to a camera, they need to put the recent past behind them and take Melbourne as a clean slate. And Australia will know that for all of the talk for, of England for doing better and righting the wrongs, England are still an extremely fragile side, particularly with the bat. The replacements are likely to come in, but the, are they going to set the world on fire? And the bowling from England so far has been extremely ineffective against Warner, Smith and the new world number one, Marnus Labuschagne. Melbourne pitches are usually flat, with Joe Root labelling the 2017 pitch as the flattest wicket that you'll ever see. A flat wicket usually results in long, laboured batting innings, few wickets being taken and ultimately a boring, uninteresting draw. The ground staff at the MCG have been looking to amend this issue. The last two tests, including a thriller between India and Australia, both produced results positive or negative for Australia. And in a recent Sheffield Shield game, which is the Australian equivalent of the county championship, at a recent Sheffield Shield game played at the ground, uh, uh, the players gave rave reports um, to the ground staff for the pitch that they played on. Nathan Lyon, a groundsman in a previous life, knows a thing or two about pitches. He commented that this new Melbourne surface seemed more like an even contest between the bat and the ball, offering something to the bowlers throughout the five days or four days for a county match, but also runs for batsmen who can negotiate through the early part of their innings. Maybe a pitch like this will suit England, give them a chance for pursuing a victory? Maybe? More likely though, a pitch offering some form of contest will suit the Aussies and give them a better chance at some classic POM bashing. I'd love to say that I can see a positive result for England, I really do, but Australia have been far too good and England have been far too poor. 3-0, done by the fourth day, that's my prediction. Ashes, over. And on that bright note, that's all from me today. Thank you for sticking with the video. Please like, subscribe, comment and share this video around because any interaction with this channel is always greatly appreciated. Until next time sports fans, Merry Christmas and bye.